Today's daf is daf Mem Gimel, and we will be beginning at the bottom of Mem Beis Amud Beis. So uh, we are discussing the Meshuach Melchama and the uh, exhortations, the uh, instructions that he gives. We said it happens in two places. One, when they cross the border into the enemy territory, and one at the battle lines when they're about to engage in the enemy. And there's also instruction that is given by the Shotrim, by the officers as well. We're going to discuss who says what and when in the upcoming Gemara. Now, in the Pasuk that was quoted yesterday, the Pasuk says like this, the Pasuk says that unlike Atem Yatam Kain, unlike the, uh, uh, the Avde Kachovim who put their trust in, in their uh, human warriors, we put our trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we quoted that that was the Pasuk that says that, uh, that uh, it says that uh, you are not like that, uh, and, and the Pasuk says that uh, because Hashem, you put your trust in Hashem, but the actual wording of the Pasuk, let me just quote, find the Pasuk, the Pasuk says like this, that uh, uh, you put your trust in Hashem, who travels with you. So where do we have to put this extra travels with you? Just say, you put your trust in Hashem. I understand the message. What's this, what's this idea that he travels with you? That's what we want to know. So what do you have to add that extra clause that travels with you? So the Gemara says a fascinating thing. Because traveling with B'nai Yisrael was the Aaron Hashem. And inside the Aaron Hashem, they had the Shem HaMephorish. They had the ineffable name, plus all 70 names, the Kinuyim, all other 70 forms of the names of Hashem, and therefore, the name of Hashem was traveling in all its forms, was traveling with you to the Milchama. And similarly, I see the idea that they, Hashem traveled, the Shechina in the Aron traveled with him to Milchama. It says, Moshe. The Moshe sent from Mochemes Midian when they went out to fight Midian, Elif Lamata, there were a thousand soldiers from each tribe. Uh, 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 they, they're for, for, for the armies, oh, some them, the S Pinchas, as well as Pinchas. Again, it seems to be extra clause. What's the Osam as well as Pinchas? So, Osam, Elus Sanhedrin. I mean, with, with the war effort in Midian, they went the Sanhedrin, that's the Osam. They went with them, the, the Sanhedrin. And Pinchas is being identified because he functioned as the Meshuch Machama by the Mochemes Midian, right? Uh, and it says, and also went along with the clay HaKodesh. What are the holy vessels? That's referring to the Aron as we were talking about. The Aron, the Luchos Shabo, with the Luchos contained within. The Pazuk then continued and says, the Chatzotzos HaTrua, they were accompanied with the Chatzotzos HaTrua. Now the Ramban in Sechus Tainis explains this Gemara. Chatzotzos usually are the metal or the gold Chatzotzos, uh, the silver Chatzotzos. But they were not allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael. And here they told me that they leave Eretz Yisrael. So they were Eloah Shofros. They were actually Shofros that also, they blew Shofros when they went out to war. Okay, let's go on. Tana learned in a brisa, lo lechinam halach Pinchas lemilchama. That it wasn't just coincidence that Pinchas was chosen to lead Klal Yisrael from Milchemes Midian. Why was he chosen to lead Klal Yisrael? Pinchas melozam and Arna Kayan. Ela lipara din avi imo. It was payback for was done for his maternal grandfather. 
Pinchas' maternal grandfather, Gemara is going to tell us, was Yosef. Was at least from the tribe, was, was Yosef. On the mother's side, he came from Yosef. And the Midyanim were the ones that sold Yosef down to Mitzrayim for immoral purposes. He was sold to, for immoral acts. He was a, 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 a very handsome young man, and they got some. They 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 figured they could get good money selling him to the Egyptians, who were a very immoral people. But that sale is what the payback for that was. The Melchama against Midian that was led by Pinchas, whose maternal grandfather was Yosef. So they were the part of Din, uh, Din Avi Imo to pay back for the punishment for what was done for to the his father's uh, his mother's father. Shenemar v'amidonim machroiso el Mitzrayim, etc. That the Midyonim were the ones that sent him down to Mitzrayim. There's some question if the Midyonim were the same as the Midyonim or separate. But anyway, the Midyonim were involved and now they're being punished. Lememra says the Gemara, you mean to tell me that Pinchas mi Yosef osi, that Pinchas stemmed from Yosef on his mother's side. V'haksiv, we have another pasuk says that Elazar ben Aaron lokach lo mibnei putiel lo leisha Elazar. Ben Arna Koyen, okay, who was the father of Pinchas. Pinchas ben Elazar ben Arna Koyen. So therefore, that Elazar, who did he marry? So it's true. It says he took from the daughters of Putiel. But who are the daughters of Putiel? My law, we're going to see the Osalei and Yisra. We'll see why it's called Putiel. But Putiel were the daughters of that kind. He took from the, from the family of Yisra, right? Uh, that Yisra was the one who, in his early life, before he saw the light, he had fattened calves for idol worship. That's, a, that's actually a, a, a shvach, even though it seems to be something negative about him, but it means he served all types of Avodah to before he came to recognize HaKadosh Baruch But the point is, it seems that Elazar ben Aaron, uh, 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 that, that, that Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron HaKayan, on his mother's side, Goes to the to to Yisro, not Yosef, right? So when it says that your interpretation of Putiel, meaning that he comes from uh, Yisro, doesn't have to be the correct one. It could be the reason why he called it. He married into the daughters of Putiel. Is the word Putiel is actually is Yosef? Shepit beit the Yitzro. Putiel is that he, he uh, is a lotion of pit beit. Pit beit means. He, he agitated, he fought against his Yetzirah, which defines Yosef, not Yisro. Says it more like this, that that would work, but we have another Chazal that says that when Pinchas ben Elozov and Arna Kayen, when he went and he uh, killed the Nasi from Shevet Shimon, when he found him engaged in, uh, uh, in, in, in relations with, a, with the Midyani woman, <coughs> so Cosby, uh, so the, the, the tribes felt it's a chutzpah. What gives him a right to judge and punish one of the, the, the leaders of the Shvatim? Balo Shvatim of Azano, so it says the Shvatim, uh, they, they made fun of him, they mocked him. You see this Ben Puti, this guy who's Yechus, he comes from Putiel, he's uh, right. So and 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 who is that? He comes genetically from somebody who fattened cows for Avodah Zarah, and he's going to go ahead and 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 and, and punish and execute somebody who's a, a, a head of a shevet shevet of Shimon Yarov Nasimi Yisrael. So you see clearly from that Chazal that Putiel doesn't mean that he came from Yosef. Putiel means he came from 
uh, from, from Yisro. So we're back to our question. So how do you see, that, how do you say that he was the one who chose, Pinchas was the one who was chosen to lead the war effort because it's a payback for what happened to Yosef, his maternal uh, grandfather on his mother's side, Lechaira, that Patil, is that he actually came from Yisro. So Ella says, so like this, like this. On the mother's side, actually, there is a, on the maternal grandfather on the mother's side could actually be two different streams because you have the mother's paternal side and you have the mother's maternal side. So therefore, Ella, I avua de ime mi Yosef, if the mother's paternal side, on the, the, the mother's uh, father came from Yosef, then you can say, Ime de Ime, the mother's mother's side was from Yisro, or the other way around, the Ime de Ime Yosef, or it could be the mother's mother's side was from Yosef, Avur de Ime, the mother's father's side was from Yisro. It means even on the maternal side, there's a paternal and maternal on the, on the maternal side. So it could be from both. On one side of the mother, it was from Yosef. On one side of the mother, it came from Yisro. And the Gemara says, and I'll prove it to you as well from the Loshan. He married to the Benos of Putio. Putio is a Loshan of plural. Tre mashmi, tre puti. Putio is plural to a puti because it actually encompasses both concepts. It is Yosef Shepitbet Yitzro and Yisro Shepitem Agolim is both, is he actually is called Bnei Putil for coming from both sides. Those girls came from, uh, from uh, married into both the side of Yosef and the side of Yisro. So therefore, Trey Mashma Shmami so the point we're making is correct, which is interesting is that, that Pinchas was the one who led the war effort because he is taking revenge for the Midyonim having sold Yosef to Mitzrayim. Okay, let's go on. Zogdeilaga Mishnah. But Dibra Shotrim, so this continues with the theme of, we spoke about the Kohanim and the exhortation of the Kohan Meshuach that he makes at the Mokhama, and we're going to see that there was also instructions that were given by the Shotrim. But Dibra Shotrim Elaam Lamar, and the Shotrim spoke to the people saying, Mi Aisha Sherbona Bayas. They, they, they say there's categories of people that should go back from the front lines. So who are the categories? They said, Mia Isha Bonabais, if someone has just built a house, a Bais Khadash, a new house, below Chincho, uh, and he did not have a chance, chance to inaugurate this house, so I should below he did not inaugurate it. Yelech Biyashaiv Lebeso should return home to inaugurate his home. Right? Now, so that, let's go with that category. So says the Mishnah, that's Echadabon, it's whether you built the house, alright? And or it doesn't have to be a, a, a domicile that you live in, but it could even be based heaven. It's a, you built a storage house for grain, base a bakar, a storage house for your cattle, base a eitzim, a place for your for your wood, base a otsoros. A place where you keep either wine or oil or other grains. An echad abonet, whether you built it, echad al whether you purchased it, echad ayoresh, or you inherited it, echad shenitim lamatana, everywhere it was gifted to you. All of these people fall under that category that they leave the front lines and they don't go to war. Rashi in, 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 in the Chumash says that he brings down from the Gemara that it's considered to be an inui nefesh, it's an affliction. 
my, and, and the way Rashi explains it, it's not just an affliction to the person who might die not having a, been able to have done that, but it's an affliction to the rest of Klai's thrall. They, it, 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 it causes them, to weakens their resolve when they see someone like that being killed that did not fulfill this, this, this basic purpose of, of, that he needs to do in life. Now, let's keep going. The next category, so that's if owning a house and not having inaugurated it. The next one was Mia Ish Asher Nota Kerem. He planted a vineyard. Lechilah means that it had not had produce in the fourth year that he could redeem and, uh, and go up and, and eat in Yerushalayim. So therefore that's called the dinner of, of, of Kerem Revai. So he has got a vineyard, but he did not yet get a chance to pro- partake in the produce. It means it wasn't at least four years old. Yes, and, and that means he took it and sold it for money? And took that money up and purchased stuff, or they took the actual payrolls and went up and ate in Yerushalayim. The Echadanotea, it's whether person planted a kerem. The town of Al Mishnah expands is that even if you planted five fruit trees and you did not get to, uh, the, uh, the, did not leave the laws of Oralek, wasn't yet four years old. And even if the five fruit trees are of five different species, Right? It doesn't have to be. It could be an apple tree, an orange tree, right? Could be, it doesn't have to be all the same species. And it doesn't have to be that you planted it. You could either have layered it or you could have grafted it. Now, what that means is uh, layering, let's go with the first one, Mavrich. Layering is you bend it over at the top and you put it into the ground, right? And then it takes root, right? And then you cut it. All right, and grafting is you bring a branch from another tree and you make a slit in the existing tree and you put that branch into the slit, it takes hold and it grows, that branch now begins giving fruit. So we said, so whether the person is, had not had a chance to redeem the fruit, doesn't have to be grapes, it could be five different fruit trees, well, it doesn't have to be planting it. It could have been either uh, grafting, layering or grafting as well. And he doesn't have to have bought the tree, even though the Pesach says, Lokach, whether he purchased it, whether he inherited it, was gifted to him. Now, if you take a look, the five trees, that's what's considered to be a standard kerem. Rashi has the picture. It's two parallel plus one tail. You look at the picture in Rashi. So therefore, it does not have to be just a vineyard in that fashion, but could it be any five fruit trees that considered significant, meaning having been planted in that fashion, could also allow a person to leave the front lines uh, from the Melchama. That is the, that's the instruction of the Shotrim of the officers. Now, this, what? So this means he has to wait, theoretically wait four years from the time of planting, am I correct? Or? Until until he's able to have, we're going to see actually a full year. We're going to see of having utilized the payrolls uh, or the, the usage of his house. It's going to be one whole year. We'll see. Now, the third category that are sent back from the front lines. If somebody only did the first stage of marriage, erusin, but he not get to nesuin, right? Whether she is a woman that was never married before, or whether she was a widower, even if she's a Shomeris Yavam, which means he never did Erisin, or, or, but, but she's a woman that fell to him, there's a Zika, 
and he plans on doing Yibum, he also gets to go back from the front lines. And even if he heard that his brother died, now by hearing his brother died, that creates the Zika. So it means it hasn't even been formalized yet that you need to go to Yibum. He just heard his brother died. That's enough of a reason that Zika is created and he leaves the front lives. The front lives. Now, we're going to see that these category of people, although they lead the, leave the front lines, they, they don't get potter below klum. They get reassigned to the rear guard. They don't, they don't fight on the front lines of the battle, but they have to take care of the food, the water, the roads, the fixing of the roads. It means they're reassigned. We just don't want them in harm's way. That's, the, the, that's this category. So one says like this. So therefore, Choser uh, Ubalo. So therefore, even a person that's uh, heard his brother died, he comes back from the front lines because, again, there's a Zika created. Bechol Eilu, Shomin Divrei Kohen. They hear the words of the Kohen, Me'archa from the front lines of the battle. Bechosrin, and they come back, and what happens? Umesapkin Mayin Umozoin, they need to supply. <coughs> they, they, do, they do what's called KP duty. They go back and they supply the water and the food. Umesapkin Es Hadrachin, and they fix the roads for the war effort. Now, Eilu, don't go home. They, don't, they don't go home necessarily, or, or they, I, I don't know how far it is, no, but, they, 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 but they, they don't, they get out of the way of danger. That's the idea. Now, the Eilush ain't Chosrin, the following do not have a right to leave the front lines. Who are they? Habona Beis Shar, someone built a guardhouse. A guardhouse is not considered to be a significant structure. Remember, before they would go from the Rosh Hashanah until Rosh Hashanah they used to have guardhouses to screen who's coming in. So if you built one of those, that's not a significant amount of structure that allows a person to go back because he did not inaugurate it. Aksadra, Aksadra is, a, uh, is, is, is a, um, a, an attachment to a house that the walls don't go all the way up to a, the ceiling. So therefore also, it's, uh, or some doesn't have all four walls, it's some kind of uh, a, a, a structure that was built. It's like to keep the sun out, but it wasn't really like a sunroom, but it wasn't actually a real domicile. Umer says that's something, I, it's called a gallery. On the second floor, they built, uh, that, that, that when people went up the second floor, it had an overhang, but it wasn't a, what's that? Balcony. We call it, a, in Hebrew, modern Hebrew, it's a balcony. The Lushan of the Gemara, it's not actually... It's more like the area where you went into the, into the apartments from and it had an overhang on the second floor. Also, not a reason to go back for that. Now, also if you planted only four fruit trees or or you planted five trees but they were in Israel, but they were not fruit producing. So obviously in those cases, you have, in the case of the fruit tree, in order to be significant, it has to be five. And if it's not fruit producing, it doesn't matter how many it is, it's not fruit producing, what even the Havimim is going to see more discussed, that you don't go back for Il Nesrach if it's not fruit producing, a tree that doesn't produce fruit. Now, also if somebody had already been married to the woman once, divorced and remarried again, that, even though the fact he might have only done Erisin, is not a reason to leave the Marach HaMuchamba, the front lines. Now, also, there are cases which are valid marriages, and you might have done an Erisin, which is binding, but the Torah doesn't want you to perpetuate the marriage. The Torah doesn't want you to perpetuate the marriage because there's an Isser involved. We don't allow you to go back 
because of it. What, are that, what is that? The Almana Lekoen Godol, the Grush V'chalutz Lekoen Hedyad, the Mamzeres, and the Nesina L'Yisrael, the Bas Yisrael, the Mamzer, V'lanosim. All right, now, in those cases, Lo Hayachoz, you do not go back. Now, Yehuda Omer, Afa Bona Bayis Al Nechono, that if you let a house collapse, and on the same foundation, you rebuilt the house exactly on the same foundation of where it collapsed, that's also not an, enough of a reason to go back from the front lines. That's Behuda Shita. Now, Rebbe Eliezer Omer, Afa Bona Bayis, Abes Levenim, Besharon. Sharon, the, 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 the ground in Sharon was, was not stable. So therefore, when you built a, even a brick house, which is, it used to collapse, at least twice in seven years it collapsed. So if you built a new house, but it's in Sharon, we don't expect it to stand, that's not an excuse. Oh, I didn't get it, I didn't inaugurate the house, doesn't matter. You don't go back for it if it's a house built in Sharon. Alright, Now, Elu she'ein zazim mekomon. All right. The following now the first category of people they went to the front lines and then had to be instructed that you need to go to the back of the lines but you're still in the war effort. The following don't even leave. They don't even go to be to the army because they're completely exempt not only from the front lines but they don't get reassigned to the rear guard either. Right? You understand the difference? Now, so what's that going to be? The person who built a house and he did inaugurate it, but he hasn't been there a complete year. So before the guy didn't inaugurate it at all, so you never even started the inauguration, we're just going to make sure you're not going to get killed and you'll do it later. These already started the inauguration, you already started the process, we don't even, you, you, that, these are guys that stay home. They stay home and continue finishing the year. So therefore, one abides v'chanocha, not a kerem. You did you and yechilala. You did redeem it. You started redeeming it, but you didn't get a full year of of, of payros from the vineyard. Hano says arusoso. You did you did nesuin, but you didn't spend a year. The shana rishona. You still haven't spent with your wife. Or Akona says Yavimto, you did Yibum, but again, you only did the act of Yibum, you haven't spent time with her, that they don't even go out to the war at all. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, Naki Elabeso Shona Achas, it says you'll be uh, exempt, you'll be, uh, it literally means you'll be clean, but you'll be not responsible, you can stay in your home for a full year. Now, Lebesay, Zebesay, so uh, that's referring to the case of if you built the house and you haven't spent a year there. All right. Yiyya. What do you mean? The, uh, the, uh, it says, Naki Yiyya. What's the Yiyya? Zekarmo. That's your vineyard. Right? Vesimach es Ishto. And you will rejoice your wife. That's clearly referring to Ishto. That's the three categories. So it's, it's interesting, even though it seems to be counterintuitive. But it comes out that there's more Agmas Nefesh when you started the process and haven't finished it than when you haven't started the process at all. Someone who hasn't started the process at all, we just move away from the front lines and put them in the rear guard. Someone who already started the process gets to stay home altogether. Mm-hmm. Now, Asher Lokach, who purchased, Lahavias Yevimto. That includes that if the relationship was done through Yibum. All right, now. In these cases, they don't even have to prepare the food and the drink for the war effort, and they don't have to prepare the roads. They don't leave their homes until they finish the year process that they began. Okay, that's the end of the Mishnah. Let's begin the Gemara, then Gimelamit Aleph, towards the bottom of the Gemara. We learned in a Now, 
As we mentioned at the beginning of today's shir, yesterday we discussed the Kahanim, at least the Kohen Mashiach, and what he tells the people when they cross over at the border and at the front lines. But then the Torah starts talking about the Shotrim give instruction, right? The Dibru Shotrim, okay? The Shotrim will, will, will speak. Now, Now you might think they're in, in introducing new information. They're on their own, they're saying new information, right? Kishu Omar, but Kishu Omar, that, that's not 100% correct. Because later on, the Pesach says, if you look at 8 in the Torah Ara Shalom, it says, it says they speak, and then it says, They continued speaking to the people. It said, That's what they added on. So you see that, who is a person that's weak of heart and faint of heart. So what they added on themselves was that part. Means when it says over Yodibru, they're not adding on new information. They're actually reiterating information that was stated by who? By the Kona Mashiach. That's what it means. So, a, so that's what, when, they, when they start saying, Mia Isha, Sherbona, Bias, and all that, that's not new. That's just reiterating, reiterating information from the Kona Mashiach. So therefore, when it says, the positive says, the Yosfu, that's that's new information. That's reiterating what they already were told by the Meshur Mokhama. So how does it work? So it goes, Kohen Medaber, the coin would say it over first, and then it was repeated by the, by the Shotrim, by the officers. All right, now we have uh, th- uh, three brises that seem to contradict another, each other. Tani Chada, one brother, Bryce says, Kohen Medaber, the Kohen speaks, Veshoter Mashmia, and the, and the officer reiterates, which is what we just learned now. But we have Tani, either with a second Bryce that says, Kohen Medaber, the Kohen Mashmia, that it's the Kohen who speaks, and it's only the Kohen that reiterates. Doesn't mention the Shoter. But Tanya Idach, and we have a third Bryce that says, Shoter Medaber, that it's actually the Shoter introduces the new information, the Shoter Mashmia, and the, and the Shoter is the one that reiterates that uh, information. So how do we reconcile <coughs> all three Bryce's? So Amra Bai, how Kate said, how do we reconcile it? Now, Mivanigash ad the Dibroi, Kohen Medaber, Kohen Mashmia. The beginning, the beginning of the parchment says when the Kohen approaches the people. Okay? That's uh, in, uh, where is that Pasuk brought down? Chof. Uh, where is that Chof? Where is that, that Pasuk? Venigash. I think that's the Pasuk we had yesterday. All right? When it says Venigash, um, Where is that uh, I don't have all the psukim in front of me. But the point is that that, that part, when he approaches them and he speaks, the first part that he tells them, and, and he himself, the Kohen Meshur says it, and he reiterates, he doesn't use the shoter for that. All right? So therefore, like this, Menigash v'ad v'dibroi, Kohen Medaber v'kohen Mashmiya. Now, the Dibru, when it says the Shotrim speak, ad, the, 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 uh, until the, uh, the, the, the passage we just had now, which is that they, they add the, the Yosfu, that's, that's reiterating what the Kohen said. So that's Kohen Madaber, and that's Kohen Ma, and, and Shotrim Mashmia. That was the first Brysa, right? Now, the Yosfu, the Eilech, 
then whatever that new information is, that's where the shoter is medaber and the shoter is mashmia. When he says the rach levav and yirei, the person is fearful. So you have actually, there's three sections. One the Kohen says and the Kohen reiterates. One the Kohen says and the shoter reiterates. And one the shoter says and the shoter reiterates. And that's how you, you reconcile all three prices. Let's go on. I only see that if he built the house, does he go away from the front lines? He leaves the front lines. Look up what happens if he purchased the Yorash or he inherited the Nitin of Matona, was gifted to him in Nayan. Talmud Lomar says, Mia Ish. As long as he's the Ish of the house, you become the owner of the house, doesn't matter how you became the owner of the house, you, that's enough. If you haven't inaugurated it, you leave the front line. Asher bona bias, a bias. I only know a bias is a, is a domicile, a place that you live in. Inayin the rabbis bias atevin. How do you know it includes a, a granary, base a bucker, a place where you keep cattle, base a eitz, a place where you store wood, base a tzoros where you keep oil and 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 wine. Talmud Lomar, it says like this. It says asher bona bias. Very interesting. Raji says it doesn't say asher bias bono. It says Asher Bono Bias, not Asher If it was said Asher Bias Bono, then I would say the focus is on the bias. But Asher Bono, the focus is on the building. building. Asher Bono. So therefore, you take Asher Bono, anything he builds, even if it's these storage things, he also. So they were like this. Talmud Lama, Asher Bono, Mikal Makom, all things that he builds. Yachol Shani Marbe, Afa Bona, Beishar, Aksad of So what happens if he builds a guardhouse? Or he builds a, uh, a a portico or a gallery, which we said are not considered significant things. So therefore, maybe there too you should go back. Talmud Lomar, does, it does say bias. The word bias is teaching us something. It has to be something that at least is significant that you could live in it if you wanted. You can reassign it for storage, but it had to be a structure significant enough that if you wanted to use it for a house, you could use it. So therefore, Sherbana bias, my bias are royal adira. It's fit for, for, for living in it. I've called it a royal adira, whereas the Shpeshach, Sadr, and Merpezes are not fit for the he disagrees with the Chachamim. He says, it says, Asherbona bias, bias is Kamashmao, that the only thing you go back for is a bias that you live in. It does, it's not, you don't go back for any storage units or anything as that. So now, let's keep going. Loichonach. The Bozak says Loichan Chai in the possessive. Doesn't say Loichanach. What, what do you learn from that makes it possessive? Loichan Chai? Prat Legazlan. This excludes if it was stolen. If he stole it, meaning it has to be yours. It has to be your house to inaugurate, not a house that you stole. So if it's a house that you stole, right, so then the fact that you haven't inaugurated it yet is not a reason that you go back from the Milchama. So the one says like this. If that shot, this means it can't be stolen, and that's the reason, right, is that the Chorah, it cannot be going like Rabbi Yosef Lili. Why? Because the Rabbi Yosef Lili, Rabbi Yosef Lili says that when the Shoter, when the officer says that anybody is Rachlevav, a faint-hearted, he should go back. He's not talking about a guy who's faint-hearted because he's just not brave. It's a guy who's afraid that he's done a virus. That's what it's referring to. He's afraid of Averis that he might have done in the past. Now, if that's the case, so then somebody who stole a house, then he's going to go back because of that. Not, so you don't have to tell me, oh, he doesn't go, we're saying now he doesn't go back for the house that he stole, means he stays there. No, but this guy can't stay there because this guy falls under the category of the Rach Levav. Someone has done Averis, we don't want that person there. 
Right? That's the Gemara's Kasha. So Gemara says like this. So Chayra, so how do you explain a country of Yosef Lili? Gemara says, I'll tell you how. Because it could be like this. I think the term Yosef Lili. Could go into Avad Tshuva. That the person stole the house. Yes. And he did tshuva. Now, we made a special takana. Normally, in order to do tshuva, said the Heishu Dagzeh Shagaza, what do you have to do? You have to give back the house. The Chachamim made a takana to shove him that instead of giving back the house, what do we let you do? You, you can pay for it. So we have a case where he did steal the house, but he's no longer a balaveiro. Why is he no longer a balaveiro? Because he did tshuva. I did tshuva. Why does he still have the house? He paid for it. He paid for it. For the Gemara, well, if he paid for it, then it's not stolen anymore. Then it's Asher Lokach. So he should go back for that. Right? So Gemara says like this. <coughs> he says, Then he says, He paid for him. So Lahadar, and he should go back for it. This is a very interesting thing. Since it came into his hands as, as Gzela, even though he's not a Balaveira anymore, he did a tshuva, but the fact that it entered his house to begin with as a goslin, we don't, the Torah does not allow him to go back because of that house. That's, that's the din. But the Avera... It's not an Avera anymore, he did tshuva. But the house itself, that this house should let you go back, because of it, that was stolen house to begin with. Now it's no longer stolen, you pay for it, but it still, it came to your hands. It came at that, that cannot let you go back from the Milcham because of it. Let's go by we planted a vineyard. So again, similar idea. That it says you planted. What happens if you didn't plant it? But look, if he purchased it, the Yarash inherited it. was gifted to him. Me nine, how do we know that if four years are not up yet and he hasn't been partaking of the payros that he goes back? Talmud Lomar, Miha Ish. As long as you're the Ish over the Kerem. The Ish over the Kerem doesn't have to be you planted it. It could be it came into your possession in other manners as well. So Miha Ish, Asher Nato Kerem, the Ela Kerem. Now I only know the vineyard. How do I know other types of fruit trees? Minayin, Lerabos, Hamisha Ilne Michael. If they're planted like a Kerem, because it's significant, two, two plus the one tail, like the picture in Rashi and the Madalif. I feel the Mishar Minim, and even each one is of a different min. Talmud Loimar Asher Nota. Again, same idea. It doesn't say Kerem Nota. It says Nota Kerem. So as long as it's something that was Nota, that is sufficient. Yoval Shani Marbe Hanoiteya Arba Ilne So maybe even if it's four fruit trees, it's also Asher Nota. Why does it have to be Davka five? Right? Even four? Right? Or Hamisha Ilne Srak. Or Nota, you plant anything. Maybe Ilne Srak, even non-bearing, fruit-bearing trees as well. Talmud Lomar, it still has to be like a Kerem. Like a Kerem, it has to be the significance like a Kerem. When is a Kerem considered significant? Two, two plus one. And it has to be bearing fruits. Can't be a non-bearing item. Fruit-bearing item. All right. Now, the husband Yaakov Nochamol disagrees. He says, what are you talking about? It says, Asher Nota Kerem. This din, the same way he said, but it has to be a house. Also, it has to be a kerem, can't be other fruit free trees. So, on the kerem, kemashmo, it has to be a kerem. Now, Posek says, possessive, that he did not get a chance to redeem the fourth year fruit if, instead of taking it to Yerushalayim or taking it up to Yerushalayim. He had to have been in a situation where he's able to eat the fruit. That's in the fourth year. So, that's out of the three years of Orla. Now, but it doesn't say chilel, it says lechilel in the possessive. Why? Prat lemah. So that's a miyot. 
It has to be specific, right, this is the way Rosh explains it, that has to be something that was planted in the normal way and he didn't get a chance to eat the fruit. But if it's not planted in the normal way, he is exempt. Not, I'm sorry, not exempt. It does not allow him. He's not exempted. He's not exempted, right. Now this contradicts our Mishnah because in our Mishnah we said that even if it's not planted, even if it's layered or grafted, he also, as long as it's not four-year fruit, he doesn't have a chance to eat the fruit from it, he does, he does go back. And the bride is saying he doesn't. Right? And says like this, that's prat, that's the chilaloi, is prat, the mavrit, the markiv, if he layered or if he um, grafted. In our Mishnah, we learn that Echad and whether he planted it, Echad Mabra, whether he layered it, Echad and Markiv. So, how do you reconcile the Mishnah with the Brysa? Right? Since you could directly compose. So, it says it more like this I'm Rab Zeira, I'm a Rab Chista, Loi Kasha. Kan Bar Kavas Isser, Kan Bar Kavas Heter. So, he says like this is that the Mishnah that tells you it is a valid form of exemption was when it was done in a Heter manner. The Bryce is talking about that the reason it doesn't exempt you is it was done in an Isser manner. Now, let's just talk about the grafting for a moment because that's the easier one. The grafting, how is it done in an Isser manner? Kilayim. You grafted two different minim that were Usser to, to be grafted. Two trees? What's that? Wherever the Isser, we'll see in a moment. Wherever the Isser Kilayim, you violated Kilayim. So therefore, even though you haven't had four years of the, 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 the graft, but we're not going to allow you to go back for that one. Why? Because the act itself involved an Isser. The Mishnah's talking about where the act itself was not involving an Isser, so then you can go back if you haven't had the payers. Now we're, we're going to circle back to that. But the Rishonim speak out over here, why are we only focusing on, that only helps you for the grafting. What about the layering? The harkava? Right? That's not a kilayim. So what's the situation over there? So the Rishonim, some Rishonim say an interesting terrorist. <coughs> we never had a Shiloh, really. The Kasha's not on, on the layering. Because the layering could be like this. Layering is only a problem, is only considered new if you cut from the mother plant. So let's say you bent over the branch and it started growing and you left it connected. So then what would be the din over there? Not new. Then it's not new. So therefore, so the, the, the Bryce that it says that for, 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 for layering you don't go back is when you're never disconnected. The Mishnah that says that we consider it new is when you disconnected it. So we never really, we could, the, the layering, we never had a contradiction so between that, Mishnah and Bryce. No, this is not Mishnah. Yeah. Right. But once you cut it, you then have to wait three and four years to you can on the, for the Chorah, on the new one. We're going to discuss that in a moment. Now, but the Kasha was, what about so, the... So gra- it's new then. Well, let's discuss, let's discuss it. But the Kasha is the grafting. On the grafting, the Chorah, why is it that one says yes, one says not? So because one is done Be'isr, one is done Be'heter. Now, now the Gemara asks if the, the, the question I know Johnny was alluding to. But like this, let's say in a case of where you, where you graft. All right? Where you graft. Now, so now... The one wants to know, what was the status of the old tree, the first tree? And what is, the, now the branch, you can tell him it's a new tree, it hasn't had four years on the prayers that came out. What was the status of the, old, of the original tree, right? If the status of the original tree was that the, it also was less than four years, then you don't have to tell me that he's excused and can go back because of the branch that was added. The reason he goes back is because the original tree 
wasn't for. So Elamai must be what we're talking about a situation that the original tree was 10 years old. The original tree already had been able to eat from or whatever, and it's just the branch is new, right? We're going to see the halacha is that in such a case, the branch takes on the halacha of the old tree. So therefore, if the branch takes the halacha of the old tree, and there's no din orla on the branch, so then why would you go back for the branch? So meaning, we're trying to figure out, it's saying in the case of Heter, you can go back. In the case of Isser, you don't go back. But what's the case of Heter? Was the original tree a new tree or an old tree? If it's a new tree, you don't need to say go back because of the branch. You're going back because of the original tree. And if it's an old tree, then the old tree takes over the halacha of the branch. And then you wouldn't go back, you shouldn't go back for the new branch either. Right? Everyone here the problem. It's a very difficult problem here. So, we're not talking about kilayim. It's hard cover. No, this is where it's heter, where you did a behetter, where you could go back, where there's no kilayim. But why are you going back because of the hard cover? You should be able to go back because of the original tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, says like this. So, Gemara says, hi, hard cover. The case of the hard cover, uh, of the heter, where you do go back. Hey, Chidami, what's the case? If the branch was less than four years old, but the original tree also was less than four years old, then what's the problem? So you don't have to tell me you go back because of the original branch. Why could you go back? You should be able to go back because of the original tree. So then, the boy, Mahadra, and Mishum Yalda, the Yalda Rishona, the first tree. Ella, obviously, what has to be talking about is that it's Yalda Biskena, that the first tree was more than four years old. You already had Paris from the first tree. So Mara says like this, the problem with that is If you grafted a young branch with an old tree, what is the status of the Paris that come out of that young branch? Butla Yalda Biskena. The, 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 the payros of the branch are bottled to the old tree. So therefore, there's no din orla. There's no din orla on the branch. If there's no din orla on the branch, then what's the problem here? Uh, he he, he's not no, exempt. He then what is he exempt for? He can't say, oh, he hasn't had a chance to eat the payros. No, he would be able to eat the payros right away. There's no problem. Someone says it like this. The Aimba din orla, there's no orla on the new branch. So Amr of Yirmiyas, now till the end of the daf today, we're going to be dealing with that problem. What's the case of heter beheter? What's the case of the branch to the old tree that you exempt because of the branch, because, and in the Chorah, either you, the new tree you're exempt because of the new tree, or if it's an old tree, it overrides the new tree. Simona comes up with some creative answers. Simona says like this. Let me speak it outside and, see it, and say it inside, Okay. We're not getting into the laws, the technical laws of, of Orla here, so, we're, uh, so we're, we're going to just accept certain principles the way Rashi presents them. Let's say you have a fence that has a gap in it. Right? So now you can go ahead and repatch, patch up. You come up with a great idea. I'm going to plant a tree right there, but the purpose and the function of the tree is to do one thing. What is that to do? Fence. To fit a fence. The aloha is, there's no din orla on those payrolls because you're not planting it for the fruit. Fruit, you're planting it to function as part of a tree. The or more fence. than that. What? Part, of the, part of the fence. As part of the fence. Or more than that. Let's say you have a tree that the wood, you like the wood very much. I'm planting this because I want to chop it down and make beams out of the wood. Now, 
even if it's going to have fruit, again, the halacha is going to be that you're, since you did not plant it for the purpose of the fruit, you're planting it for the purpose of the wood, the laws of Orla don't apply. Again, don't complicate things. All right, you get your you get your geisha farmer to own it. Whatever. Okay, fine. Now, now the 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 situation now is actually the aloha is just going back. If it's more valuable as wood than fruit, you're allowed to chop it down. All right. Now the the point is like this. Now, what happens if you have this tree that's for a fence, or you have this tree that for the wood, but you decide to add the branch? And the branch you want to use for the fruit. So says Rabbi Yimra, that'll be the case. Because now you have a situation, you're asking a question, well, if it's, if, it, if, it's, if it's a new tree, then you would have gone back because of the new tree. Not necessarily because the new tree was being used to make, to be part of the fence, or the new tree was being used for, for wood. The branch I want to use for fruit, so there is a din orla on the branch, and that's going to be the case where you go back because of the branch, and you don't have to focus on the, what the status of the new tree was. That's the answer that's attempted by Rav Yirmiya. So he says, It is talking about it was a new tree, and it's a new branch. But what's the case, for example? That you planted the original tree, the sayeg. Sayeg is a siag, is a make a fence, right? As a siag with Torah, right? Make a fence. That you made it for the sake of a fence, or the koros, or for beams. There's not really in the Mishnah, not tell the sayeg, a person who makes, a plants a tree for fencing, or the koros, or for beams, potter mina orla, is exempt from the orla. Now, right? Everyone see that seems to be a very creative answer. Ask the Moragavaldi Akasha. One second. We said that in the original question, right, it says if it's, let's say it's for the purposes of fruit. So he said that it can't be a new tree in a new tree because why do you have to tell me you go back for the branch? You could be able to be going back for the original tree, right? So well, let's say it's talking about an old tree. So an old tree, you can't give that because we said that the primacy of the tree goes by the original tree. So there, but since the old tree already started eating the fruit and there's no din orla, so if there's no din orla on the old tree, then what? Then there'll no be din orla on the, new tree. The, on the branch that was added. What is this? Then why don't we say the same thing here? Since you planted the primary tree was planted to be a fence, what does that do? That means this tree has no din orla. So even if you want fruit from the branch, but the primacy, the primary is, 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 is the tree should be mevato, the din of the branch, and there should not be orla on the fruit. Why don't we say the same thing, same kasha? Oh, my shno, why is it any different, asked the Gemara, when it's yalda beskeno, that when you say the regular case, yalda beskeno, the botlo, we said over there, psak from, I think it was, uh, it was a ravuna, rabavol, rabavol. So why do I say the same, the botlo, that the, the young branch is negated by the primary tree of the skeno, the botlo, so my shno, yalda beyalda, in our case, even if it's a yalda beyalda, Right? So, but the fact is that the original tree is potter because it was for fencing. So, then why, why are you telling me it's low potter in this case? Let me say, give me the answer outside and we'll see it inside. It's a very interesting chiluk. It's is like this, right? An old tree, right? An old, uh, uh, an old tree that is already been more than four, four, year, four years or more, it's bottled from the din of Orla, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you cannot change that. You say, I want it to, con- 
it's not California. You can, I want it to be called a new tree. It's an old tree. An old tree is an old tree. You cannot change its assignment, right? So therefore, in such a case, the old tree is mevatel, the new branch. Mm-hmm. However, in the case where you want it to be used, not for payrus, but for fencing, or you want it to be used not for payrus, but for wood, if you change your mind, you know, I, I thought I'm going to use it for the fence, or I thought I'm going to use it for the wood, but I didn't realize how good the fruit are going to be. I want to use this for fruit. Can you change your mind? Of course. The original purpose is supposed to be for fruit. The fact that you, re- you reassigned it could always be assigned back. Therefore, in such a case, you don't say it's Mavatzel, the new branch. The only time we say that the old tree is Mavatzel, the new branch, if the status that it is cannot be changed. But if the original status can be changed, it doesn't have the koach to mevat the new branch. And that's why the teretz of, the one is saying the teretz of Yirmiya is a valid teretz. Is we're talking about a new branch producing new fruit, there is a din of orla. I, the primary tree, doesn't have orla. The primary tree doesn't have orla, but it could have orla if you reassigned it. Therefore, it's not mevat the branch. Let's go on. <coughs> it says the one as follows. Is the difference is as follows. Hassan, in the case, of, uh, uh, of, of when it's an old tree. Even if you want to change your mind, it doesn't go back to being chayv and orla because there is no, you can't change it from being an old tree to a new tree in your mind. In our case, and you don't want it to be fencing anymore, you could change it to becoming chayv in orla. Because a tree, by definition, is primarily supposed to be initially for the sake of fruit. Even though we allow you to change it in your mind, but you can change back as well. And an example of that is, what happens if you didn't even know the tree existed? Seeds went out and a tree grew on its own. So you didn't assign it for purposes of fruit. You didn't even realize that it grew. Now you come across it and you say, oh, there's a tree that I want to use for fruit. What happens at that moment? Becomes uh, your your mind to use it now for fruit is mechayevit in the dinim of orla, even though it wasn't assigned for that purpose to begin with. So you see that can be changed. Assignment can be changed, but what you can't change is the reality, the mitzias of if it's an old tree, you cannot make it into a new tree. So midah hava alum alem, but it grows on its own. It's not we learned the mishnah. Now it's Chayven Orla because now you want the fruit. It's now Chayven Orla. Frek the Gemara that in the Chorah it's still a very Dachuk Teretz. Right? Because you have to say that the Brisa that says that you cannot count uh, I'm sorry, the, 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 the Mishnah that says that you're exempt because of the branch is talking about specifically a case where the original tree was planted for a fence and you planted the branch for a tree. So the Mishnah has a different answer. This is the way Raj explains it. He says, why can't we say we're talking about that they're two different partners? One guy owns the, owns the original tree and one guy owns the branch. Now, how does that help you? Because you can't go back to the original tree. Why can't I go back to the original tree? Somebody else owns it. I only own the branch. So that's the case where I'm, I'm potter. I go back because I own the branch, and the branches are less than four years. And, and, and that would be the case, and you can't say that, and the case over there could be talking about, that, and the, the original tree is also less than four years. 
So it's not mavatal the status of the branch. The original owner for the whoever owns the tree goes back for the tree. Whoever owns the branch goes back for the branch. Why can't be that be the case of where you go back for a branch? Mm-hmm. Let's say someone a vineyard of two partners. Each one goes back. One goes back for the tree. go back for the branch. Here we see is that comes out that if you have a partnership in a kerem, it's not enough to allow you to go back. That's going to be the only answer. My Someone has an interesting question. That what happens? We said that is yibum. If a brother dies and you have a yibum to do, you go back. What happens if there's five brothers to do the yibum? All five can go back. So why in the case of Yibum do we let little like partners, all five go back? So why in a tree don't we let both owners of the different parts of the tree go back? That's the most question. So from the case of the five brothers and the one from the five brothers and Mace Echad and the one uh, and, and, and one of them dies, right? But Mace Echamhen, the Mibuchama in the war, to Kulan Khosim, they all go back. And here not. He says, I'll tell you why. Because in the case of Yibum, it's true, there are four brothers that could do the Yibum. But we don't know which one it's going to be. But anyone that does it, he becomes the full husband. Here, there's no full owner of the tree. There'll never be a full owner of the tree in the natural order. One owns one part, so it's not complete. There it could be the completely the wife. Here it's not going to be completely the owner of the Kerem. That's the difference. So what is it like this? Is that... Uh, each one potentially could be Ishto. But it'll not be concerned karma because one only owns one part, one owns the other. Now, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak gives a different tarot. Again, he says these truths are somewhat dochuk. I'll tell you the pshat over here. He's going to say, is yeah, very interesting, Machlokas. We know that there is a din, you know, a lot of mixed minim. There is opinion that holds by fruit trees, it's only a pro- prohibition if you mix a fruit tree with another fruit tree. But if you mix a fruit tree with a herb or a borepriadomo, there's no midoraisa, you've not violated the isser. So I'll tell you the case. The case was, and again, I don't know, I'm not a horticulturist, I know exactly how the case works, but a guy went and had a, a, a plant that was a borepriadomo, and he grafted a branch that's a borepriadomo. So in that case, in that case, he's going to be chayev, right? Because the plant itself, there is no din orla, right? You can't say it doesn't matter how old, there's no orla. But on the branch, there's a din orla. That's our case. That's when you go back. Is there no orla because it's ha Adama? Adama, there's no orla. Adama, yeah. So it's like this. So I'm going to he planted the tree with a vegetable or with an herb. That he said it's mutter because there's no ister in mixing it when it's the, the, the branch with a, an adam. They disagree. They hold the isidin of orla. So that answer only works according to this specific opinion. He says, you know, another way you can go back and answer the kasha. Why does the Mishnah say that you are chayev whether or not, if you go back, whether it's planted or whether it was grafted or layered, and the Bryce says only if it's planted, but not if it's you know what's going on with the Shita of Rav Nachmar of, of Rav Yitzchak. What did Rav Nachmar Yitzchak say? The Chachamim learns all trees. He says no, that's not what the Pasuk says. It says Asher not a Kerem. It's only a Kerem. 
So he's uh, so that so that the brisa will go like Rav Nachman Yitzchak. The brisa says Asher Nata. What does Nata mean? Planted, not machbed. So the same way as machbed, it has to be a kerem. He's also machbed that it cannot be mavrich or markiv. That'll be the answer that he gives. He says like this. So Amani Rabbi Elizabeth and Yaakov. Did he not say awesome kerem kemashma achanami? Also, nata is kemashma. Natea in mavrich or markiv loy. He also Rabbi Miam Rabbi Yechon and Mishnah Rabbi Yaakov. He says like this. Yolda, he says again, this is just a, a, a halacha, a side halacha. He says, Yolda, if, uh, that if you have a, a plant that is uh, less than four years old, but it only grows less than a tefach off the ground, all right? He says, uh, no matter how many year old, years old, that plant will be, it's always going to be hive in Orla. And whatever it is, like bonsai trees. You have like these small yeah. trees that it doesn't grow more than a tefak yeah. off the ground. Now, what's the problem? There's like a Maris Ayin problem here. Because anybody who sees that you're taking trees from it and it's such a small tree, they're going to think that what? Uh, you're taking Orla. You're taking Orla. So therefore, they made a Xera that no matter how old it is, but if it only grows small off the ground, and it looks like a yalda, you're not allowed to, you're not to eat the fruit. You have to, you have to deal with his orla, right? So therefore, yalda, because the because it looks like it's one year old. Now, the more I'm going to learn this completely like Rashi. Rashi has a tremendous chiddush over here. Rashi learns, and it seems to fit the words of the Gemara. Rashi says that the din of orla is only by either a fruit tree or a vineyard, it was planted two, two, and one, minimum. But if you have a standalone tree, a fruit tree that's standalone by itself, which is not two, two, and one, minatora, it's not chayev in, in orla. So therefore, what he's saying is that this chumrah doesn't apply by a standalone tree, because by a standalone tree, anyway, there's no orla. This chumrah only applies when it's two, two, and one, the minimum kerem. But if you have a kerem that looks like it's existed many years, like a full-fledged kerem, so it's got a significant kerem, people are going to see that you're taking orla and you're not taking orla from some of the trees and some not, they're not going to be choshed you on the tree off the ground because they see you're dealing with it as with, with, as by other trees, so therefore they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. So this chumr is only when it's two, two, and one, but not when it's a huge one comes out as a tail. But if it's a, f- a complete kerem, there is a code, there's a reputation about this kerem that the laws of Trumas and Meisters and Orla and everything has been taken, you do not have to worry about it. Let's just finish the last. Next one. Kiyosav Dimiyam Rav Yechonon Mishum Rav Eliezer Ben Yaakov Meis Tofes Arba Amos of Krishma. Again, it's the same rabbis all the time. That's what we're quoting. Is that if you are in a basic forest and you're within four amos of a dead body, within four amos, you're not allowed to say Krishma, right? That's also the reason we tuck our sisters in for the same reason because the Chiv Loag Lerash Cherva that if you mock 
the indigent, you mock the poor person, there's no one is more than a dead body, you are blaspheming his creator. You are mocking Hashem. And therefore, saying Krishna within Daladamas, wearing tits and dollars, and he's not able to do it, it's like mocking him, it's like blaspheming his creator. General Stop over here. Uh, this